0: This is 105.9 The Region, and you're listening to Discovery, the radio show for podcasters. Your content, unfiltered. This is Discovery. Hi, I'm Bill Hutchison. Welcome to Discovery, featuring podcasts created by journalism students at Seneca College. Up first, her struggles in her own words. Afifa Amer and Natasha Vanoss talk to a woman about being trapped in emotionally abusive relationships while fighting social and cultural norms.
1: There's a very famous saying in Urdu, Uh, which basically just translates to that the girl can handle anything.
2: Marriage is tough work, but where's the line between tough work and serious trouble and abuse ahead?
1: It's not as happy-go-lucky
3: as it seems.
2: I'm Natasha Venos,
3: And I'm Afif Almer.
2: And you're listening to the third episode of Her Story in Her Words. Due to privacy and safety concerns, we are not disclosing the subject's real name. Instead, we will be addressing her as Aisha for this podcast. Aisha is a Pakistani immigrant to Canada. She is pursuing her master's at University of Waterloo. Like many other women in the Pakistani culture, she felt the pressures of getting married.
1: Um, so when I was in second year... Um, of university Uh, I was introduced to a family friend's son who was about seven years older than me Um, and at first it it, it just seemed fine we got talking so it it was essentially very very um, arranged and then it was decided I was like yeah he's fine like how much can you get to know a person if you're just talking to them over a phone
2: it turns out aisha wasn't able to get to know him very well over the phone and things weren't fine
1: it was he was kind of like the life of the party in a lot of situations when we were together um, and people would kind of make comments about oh my god you're so lucky he's so nice but then when things were behind closed doors were very different um the, the most vivid memory that i probably have is of going to a New Year's Eve party together. Um, And he had stepped away for a couple of, he had stepped away for some reason that I can't recall now. Um, And somebody had come up to me, another man had come up to me just asking me what time it was. So I was just telling this man what time it was. It wasn't even like a friendly conversation or something. And he had seen that. And by the time he came back, um, that guy was leaving. So it was just very like, why were you talking to this person? So again, that very controlling behavior, which I had seen before as well. Um, if I was on campus, I would get a phone call on my cell phone um, asking me what time I was going home. And I, I did have a, a landline uh, where I was living at the time. So if I had said I'd be home by eight, um, then I would get a call not on my cell phone, but on the home phone. And um, it was just expected that I would answer the home phone. And if I didn't, then it was just a prolonged um, situation into that Um, And then that just, so it just progressively kept getting worse to the point where uh, I was kind of like trying to reach out to family and friends, but it was always just... Unfortunately, kind of brushed aside and said that, you know, things start to get better once you actually get married. There's so much distance right now. Um, This person was living in the States at the time. Um, So there's a little bit of distance between you guys, so maybe things will get better once you live together and stuff.
2: While things may have seemed smooth and happy to the outside world, for Aisha, it was a completely different story behind closed doors. Violence against women has become one of the acceptable means in the Pakistani culture whereby men exercise their culturally constructed right to control women.
1: The cheating on his end uh, kind of gave me gave me the courage to actually say I can't do this anymore um, because before that I had kind of just said that this, 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 this is wrong. I know it's wrong but I want to work on it um, and a lot of the thinking behind that for me personally came from the fact That I was like, if I break my engagement off, that's not really accepted in our culture.
2: According to Rosglaws, recovery, narcissistic abuse is a form of emotional abuse performed by someone who suffers from narcissism. These individuals have a tendency, whether conscious or unconscious, to use words and language in manipulative ways to damage, alter, or otherwise control their partner's behavior. Red flags continue to appear, but Aisha's family reassured her that things would get better over time.
1: There was always that nagging feeling that maybe, you know, if it's, if it's not going good right now, how is it going to get better when we're on each other's heads 24-7? Like living, living with someone and trying to adjust to a new life is not
2: easy as it is. But there wasn't a chance of things getting better. While studying a psychology class at university, she realized what she was learning in class related very much to her own situation.
1: So yeah, definitely having taken that course, um, and being aware of what uh, I was going through actually had a label. Um, What I was going through wasn't actually normal. uh, And that there were a lot of other people who had been through such stuff. And they had found their way out of it. They didn't just sit there and accept it. So that was kind of like an eye opener. And then It also acted like a window to allow me to explore this a little bit more and realize that, you know, that feeling in my gut that says this is wrong is actually validated, despite the fact uh, that people from my culture are saying that it's not um, and that, you know, I should just accept it there is evidence saying that what I'm feeling is okay, feeling scared about being in an emotionally abusive relationship is okay. Not having the courage to leave immediately is also okay because in our cultures, it's very, uh, in, in the Pakistani culture, it's very uh, all or nothing, if that makes sense. So it's very like, if you voice your concerns so people will just turn around to say you and say, so what do you want? You just want to leave. So, Just having that label and being able to uh, recognize that, you know, if it doesn't have to be all or nothing, there are ways that, you know, you can um, sit down and work on a relationship. So that was helpful. Definitely uh, being educated to what emotional abuse meant. And the form that it took was very, very helpful.
2: It was difficult for Aisha to explain the emotional abuse that she was suffering with in her relationship, as toxicity in relationships is not acknowledged in the Pakistani culture. Nor was she able to break off the engagement due to those cultural pressures.
1: going to label me a certain way and just say, and especially since I live abroad, when I visit, they're just going to be like, oh, she went abroad and maybe she's become like a... Characterless person and she's, um, you know, she, she broke off her engagement um, because our communities talk and they talk a lot. Um, so that was my hesitation for not putting an end to the when I noticed all of these red flags.
2: She was only able to break free of the bond after finding out about her ex-fiance's infidelity.
3: But not too long after that, Aisha was being set up by her family with another guy
1: that 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 uh relationship was um anything built on anything but trust It's like okay this is fine we ended up getting married uh and uh then all my trust was broken because um it, i found out that he had previously been married uh and then when i asked him about it because i once i found out um and i was never told prior to our getting married when i asked him about it i got to hear uh his response was basically just like, it's, it's none of your
3: concern. Aisha's trust was broken yet again, and she found herself digging deeper to find answers to her questions, which were being dodged by her husband at the
1: time. But even when he was talking about it, there was some, like if on a Tuesday he had said something, on the Wednesday he was saying something else. So I was very skeptical about it. And the good thing in the States is that your marriage records are public records. So I was actually able to find his marriage uh, license and his publicly filed divorce papers. Um, the marriage had lasted two years. So it was not just a small little glitch that, uh, that he, he was
3: trying to pass it off as. Partner abuse can take a variety of forms, including physical violence, psychological abuse, constant belittling, intimidation, humiliation and it frequently can include controlling behaviors, such as isolating women from family and friends, monitoring her movements, and restricting her access to resources. Just like Aisha's ex-husband, who was not only lying to her, but it was also controlling and made insensitive jokes which were concerning to Aisha.
1: It's just a lot of lying and, again, a lot of controlling behaviors. Um, and the controlling in this relationship was a lot different than it was in the other one so in this way it was based on like uh in terms of what jobs I was allowed to apply for while when I would move to the states or how much money I was allowed to spend on shopping and stuff like that and so it was just like oh wouldn't it be funny if you fell in the pool and you drowned Uh, so okay weird why would you say such a thing to someone you're married to or um I remember once we were standing on a uh, on a very high floor of a building and he was like oh what if I pushed you so when you kind of hear all of these kind of things or once you're walking on a sidewalk and and he's just like oh what if I pushed you into traffic what would happen then what would you do and I was like nothing I'd probably be dead so it's just like And on your day-to-day, when you start hearing the person make comments like that, you're kind of like, but what does that mean?
3: Both of Aisha's relationships took a toll on her mental health as the psychological consequences of abuse are more severe than its physical effects. The experience of abuse erodes women's self-esteem and puts them at a greater risk for a number of mental disorders like depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, suicide, Alcohol and drug abuse.
1: Um, kind of like I was losing a part of myself because I was losing my freedom, um, and that was that was one of the biggest things I was getting more and more afraid of um, as the relationship progressed.
3: We spoke to Dr. Huma Heather, who is a Pakistani Canadian hypnotist, regarding the trauma and long-term effects toxic relationships can have on the victim's mental as well as emotional well-being
1: being in that toxic relationship really, really shatters confidence. And then there's confidence because you don't have confidence. You don't know how to show up in the world. So it affects all areas of your life. So if you are out of that relationship and you want to get into a new one, it's almost impossible because you're not confident enough to show up that way. And then relationships. And then when when you want to be independent, you can't because you have no confidence to show up at work or give an interview or do anything for yourself because... You know, it's it's been so uh, badly abused that it takes a lot of time and effort and clearing, and when I say clearing, releasing all this emotional hurt to become, again, confident, right?
3: Aisha is currently seeking therapy to heal the wounds which her experiences have caused. And while she wants to give relationships another chance, she is anxious about history repeating itself.
1: It's left me feeling that... Um... When I do this in the future, if I do it again, the same sort of thing is going to happen because um just as people had told me before that, you know, this is what happens in our culture again. I think thinking about my future and being married within the culture again and the same culture again, I'm just like, well, if men and women think that this is what happens in our culture, is it gonna happen again?
3: Aisha's journey with relationships has been filled with thorns, but it has only made her stronger. And with the lessons she has learned from her past, she wants to help other women who are in similar situations. Only time will unfold what the future holds for Aisha. But one thing is for sure. She is not going to let the cultural pressures make her settle for less than what she deserves. For Say News, I'm Afif Omer.
2: And I'm Natasha Vanas. If you'd like
0: to hear more of our podcasts, go to SenecaJournalism.ca. Up next, Game Pass Talks. With people having a lot of time on their hands at home, interest in video gaming subscription services continues to climb. Microsoft now has 18 million subscribers for its Xbox Game Pass service. Antonio Jaramillo ranks the best video games on Game Pass.
4: Hello and welcome to a new chapter of the Game Pass Talks, your guide to Microsoft's most ambitious service. I am Antonio Jaramillo and I am your host. In this chapter I prepared a top 7 of great games that left the Game Pass, but they deserve to be bought. Let's go! First off, I said in the last chapter that there is a rumored Xbox event happening in March while PlayStation just did a PlayStation event out of the blue. So it would be no surprise if Xbox does a new event, thing to check out. Anyway when I thought about making this top, I thought it would take ages to make it because I would need to search about games that have been in the game pass before. I would need to find more than the ones I remember. However, shout out to a BattleBet Reddit user. He, she has created a Google Sheet with all the games that have been available in the Game Pass since the service launched. Now I can make this top, which is the first of the podcast, and save time as well. Great. The link of the sheet will be available in the main article. There have been over 700 titles in the Xbox Game Pass service. And out of those 700, I will tell you 7 that they are worth buying. Of course, disclaimer, this is a personal ranking, but all of these are fun and great games. Number seven, Borderlands 2. Except Borderlands 3, all of the Borderlands games have been available in the Game Pass, but in my case, I prefer Borderlands 2. It is an addictive game and the characters are charismatic. You are always playing the campaign more and more so you can unlock better weapons and upgrade your character abilities. Some of the weapons are so difficult to find that you have to play the game more and more and more and more and more. It's impossible to get the weapons easily. The treasure of this game in my opinion is the claptrap. It is funny and it will make your day. Most of the other characters are also fun to play and you will be able to play this game for so many hours. Number six, Hitman. Hitman is a stealth game where you have to assassinate your target. Sometimes you will have to assassinate your target in different ways in order to get bonus points. You will be able to use costumes or no-cut characters' clothes to camouflage. You will be able to plan many strategies and look out for different targets in different cities. Hitman is definitely a unique and fun strategic stealth game. Number 5. Tomb Raider.
3: Who the hell are you?
4: I suspect you already know. Trinity. Well, I'm talking about the three Tomb Raiders games published by Square Enix. These three games have been in the game pass and all three of them are good, but the first and the second are better. They are adventure games that focus on stealth gameplay and puzzle solving. You will play as Lara Croft in this series and you will be fighting Trinity, a crime organization. Throughout the three games you will see historic places and settings that are graphically impressive. Even the whole esoteric team is present in this trilogy. Tomb Raider games have the quality seal. I recommend playing the three of them. And I believe there's one more coming, so I think it will be worth trying. Number four, Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor.
1: The Dark Lord and his army will march all over Mordor. They bring much suffering.
0: Can the curse be broken?
1: Destroy the Black Hand and his followers and claim Mordor how how do i do this your power
4: the universe of lord of the rings meets assassin's creed shadow of mordor is kind of a mix of many other games but it has a unique nemesis feature where you are able to take advantage of your enemies to fight other enemies this game is really fun The orcs are charismatic and the story is fine. I prefer personally the sequel Shadow of War because it's basically um, improved. It has much more mechanics than Shadow of Mordor, but Shadow of Mordor is the first one. So it's also really good and it even won game of the year. So trying this game is a must. The next three games i will tell you about are really important for the gaming industry these games have been an inspiration to other games and they are so good you could play them more than once number three batman arkham series
2: i know everything about you
0: your darkest secret your ultimate weakness i know you-
4: there was a time when superhero games were not good cough cough marvel i feel goosebumps just by remembering the iron man game in the 360. there have been good superhero games but in 2019 rocksteady developed the next the great superhero game the one that would be an example of great work The game is not just about a movie, it is about the whole Batman universe. I gotta be honest, I'm not a die-hard fan of Batman, but I like him more than other superheroes. In this series you will be able to use all of his gadgets and encounter the most popular foes of the Dark Knight. You can take advantage of your gadgets and have many different approaches on how you want to defeat your enemies. I recently bought the Arkham Remastered Collection for only $10 I recommend all the Arkham games from this series Arkham Asylum Arkham City Arkham Origins Arkham Knight all of them are great games and this year we'll be able to play Gotham Knight that is the new game from Warner Brothers it will be different as there is no more Batman we will be playing as Nightwing, Robin, Red Hood, and Batgirl, but it will be a new game that I think it can be great. Number two, Bioshock. A man has a choice. I choose the impossible. Bioshock, Bioshock two. Bioshock Infinite these three games define the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 generation These three games are an inspiration to what people develop these days I'm sure sometimes when people see a new game trailer and it is creepy game and the character has powers They say huh, it's like Bioshock because Bioshock games are in the memory of so many gamers The story is complicated but it is deep and even philosophical. The gameplay is unique, the characters are original. These three games have been remastered for a reason and I believe any New Shoot gamer should play this great series. Before I say which is the best game that has left the game pass, I have honorable mentions. It doesn't mean that they are less good than the other games, just the ones I have mentioned I liked more, Okay, honorable mentions, Portal Knights, GTA V, Red Dead Redemption 2, Darksiders, and Star Wars The Force Unleashed. Of course there have been other great Game Pass games, but these ones are the ones that I have enjoyed the most. Number 1. Resident Evil 4 well what can I say about my favorite game it is my favorite game of all the other Resident Evil games by the way most of other Resident Evil games are good too five and six are good but not as good as others anyway I think people that speak Spanish like this game a lot because you can hear the villagers shouting curses in Spanish the game is not only fun but it is also creepy challenging and you will actually be scared to play it there are many weapons and you can upgrade them you can do that with the merchant and even him is memorable you can change your outfit it has a great story and great characters especially the characters are amazing the enemies are actually scary and not just randomly made to look creepy many other horror games just make characters that look creepy and only creepy the characters in Resident Evil 4 have some kind of obscure and dark presence they are creepy but also dark this game is just complete in every way there is a reason why this game has been remastered and available for so many consoles it is just a masterpiece Capcom will for sure make a remaster but I hope they take forever to make it because when a game is almost perfect, it is actually more possible to mess it up like with Resident Evil 3 Remake. Resident Evil 4 deserves a great remake, it is definitely one of the most important games ever. If there is a game that should be bought and played, it is
0: Resident Evil 4.
4: Well, this is the end of the chapter, a longer one, but it had to be long. The thing about the games I mentioned is that you can find them for less than $20 whenever they are on sale. Even if they are not on sale, I recommend to buy all of the games I mentioned. This is the end of the Season 1 of Game Pass Talks. There were news, analysis and opinions, and everything was related to the Xbox Game Pass now the xbox game pass is the future of gaming and it's just the beginning season 2 will be similar but i have more ideas to work on anyway thank you for listening and see you in the next chapter bye
0: If you'd like to find out more about our journalism program, go to senecacollege.ca. Thanks for joining us. Discovery, the radio show for podcasters, exclusive to 105.9 The Region. Expand your audience and extend your reach. Send us your podcast, info at 1059theregion.com.